The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise God. I'm honored to bring God's word, the word wave today. And I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Tindy Akiemi. Can you put your hands together together for Pastor Tindy? Hallelujah. I'm sure he's watching us right now. And today we are dedicating um, the Apostolic Center in Chicago. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is doing amazing things. Praise God. Um, so please, if you haven't registered or if you haven't marked your attendance for today's KTI, the KTI stand is right outside. So please go outside and do that right now. And um, the attendance closes 30 minutes into the class. Amen. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, say, I am a child of God. Tell another neighbor, I'm a child of God. All right, so today, today's class is on righteousness and the God kind of life. And the objective is to establish a strong foundation of righteousness, which is by faith. And we have a lot of things that we're going to talk about, so I'm just going to go right into it. Number one is to define righteousness. Now, righteousness is from the Greek word diakosune. It means right standing. It is the ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. The blood of Jesus has been shed. The price has been paid. The claims of justice have been met. We have been declared righteous. Now, can you say, I'm not saying that it will be. It's not the blood of Jesus will be shed. It is not the price will be paid. It is not the claims of justice will be met. It has been paid. Jesus has died. Everything you need for life and godliness has been done. You need to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Because this allows you to live a victorious life. This allows you to rise above the habits and the things that have been holding you down. This allows you to think more clearly, honestly. Understanding who we are in Christ Jesus. Understanding our nature. Understanding our nature. I was thinking, when I was preparing for this class, I was thinking about the nature, the nature, the nature of God. And God said that we are humans. We, we're created humans. But we don't walk like animals. We don't crawl on four feet. Why? Because our nature is not that of an animal. We represent and we act who we are. So if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus... Your nature is not to crawl like someone in sin. Your nature is not to be like someone that doesn't understand who he is. But your nature is to stand and be in righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we have been declared righteous. There is no condemnation to us. God is no longer in the courthouse. He is now in the family house. Hallelujah. We have been discharged and acquitted. He is no longer our judge, but now our father. Righteousness speaks of possessing rights. As new creations, we have rights in the father's presence. When Pastor Taffy gave that awesome illustration about Joe, and the fact that Joe's father was dead, Joe didn't know he had rights. He didn't understand that he was rich. He didn't know the things that had been prepared for him. He had no idea of his birthright. He didn't know that in his lineage were riches and honor. He thought that he was meant to suffer. He thought that he was meant to struggle for everything he had. 
But then came one day. Someone say one day. He went and they read the will. And then he began to understand. Clearly that, oh, the nature I thought I was is not the nature that I have. I am actually not poor. I am rich. I am actually not destitute. I have help. My father did not leave me alone. He left me with plenty. That is the nature you have. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know what that means? The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image. God is righteous. So he made you in his image. The Bible says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. All things are what passed away and all things have become new. Ladies and gentlemen, as God is, so are you. You are not a byproduct of, of God. You are God. I'm not so strong here. <laughs> but look, you cannot tell me that my child is not mine. My, my, my son or my daughter cannot tell someone that, that that's not my dad. It's not possible. Why? Because I am my dad. I came from my father. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have the nature of God. I was, when I was preparing for this as well, I was asking God, I said, um, when you were talking to Moses about I am that I am, he said eh, that I am who I am. I am your righteousness. I am your healing. I am your provision. I am your everything. But when you gave your life to Christ, when you received my life, you became that. So you are righteousness. You are healing. You are prosperity. It is not something you get. It is who you are. And one of the, one of the core things is for you to have a strong understanding of your nature. Because struggling with sin, struggling with habits, they will fade away when you know who you are. You don't see an army general, for example, acting like a civilian. When he goes into a place and there are other army men, army officers there, they stand in salute. Why? Because they understand who he is, not just what he is. Why? Because by experience and by knowledge, he has gone through the stages that made him a general. It didn't come cheap for him. But he got it. But you see, in Jesus, we didn't have to save ourselves, heal ourselves, provide for ourselves, you know, pave our way. All those things have been done. What we do is we receive. We take, we take by understanding, by knowledge, by revelation knowledge. We take, we take. And the more you take, the more you become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. The more I take, the more I become. So there is no ending supply of my taking in God's presence. Some people need to understand that there is nothing that you can do. There is nothing you're doing. There is nothing you have done that will change the way God feels about you. Because you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Like I said, righteousness speaks of possessing rights. So if righteousness for me speaks of me possessing stuff, that means I have possessive rights. I am a child of God. Like the song we just sang. I am possessing my rights as a child of God. What are the things freely given to me? My not coming to God's presence, feeling like God is going to strike me dead because of what I did. 
my understanding that God loves me beyond of what I, beyond my imagination, beyond my experience. Understanding that everything that pertains to my life has been settled because I am the righteousness of God. A nature determines what you do. Your nature determines what you can do and the extent you can go. But so because you are the righteousness of God and there is no limit to what you can do and, what, and where you can go and what you can achieve in life, you need to understand that there is nothing stopping you. In this life, you can be anything you want to be, go anywhere, attain the highest height and tell yourself you're just touching the surface. Why? Because you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. All right, so we have, um, we need to define the two kinds of righteousness. Number one is self-righteousness. Isaiah 4, 64 verse 6. The Bible says that but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness as filthy rags. And we do, and all we do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. This is acquired through effort. It is making effort to live a holy life without consciously submitting to God's help. It is being morally good. Self-righteous people are regarded as saints by men but disqualified by God. Hmm. Self-righteousness is what is referred in Isaiah 64 verse 6 as fill the rags before God. The Hebrew Bible actually calls it a menstrual garment. What a mess. Ask a woman. Amen. But thank God there is a way out. There is another kind of righteousness. Now, the Ten Commandments actually gave a sense of self-righteousness. Where, and Jesus had to rebuke the Sadducees and the Pharisees during his time. Because he kept telling them that all this self-righteousness you are doing, you didn't steal yesterday, you didn't kill, you didn't murder, you didn't covet, you are keeping the law, you are keeping the law. You know, you know very self-righteous people that are not born again. Very moral people, they don't steal, they don't kill. They don't insult people. They go to work. They, do, they pay their taxes. They are very, you know, they give to the poor. They, they are helpful. They are respectful, but they are not born again. And so a lot of, some people actually think that you have to earn God's righteousness by what you do. I'm sorry to bust that bubble, but you don't earn it. You can't earn it. Because if we could have earned it, then Jesus would not have needed to come. If the Israelites could have earned it, if the Ten Commandments given and all the laws given to, through Moses to the children of Israel could have made us righteous, could have made us earn God's righteousness, then there would not have been need for, for a savior because then we would have been able to attain it by ourselves. But that was why Abraham was given righteousness. He was gifted righteousness. Why? Because he couldn't earn it. He had faith. He had faith. Faith is, the, faith is believing what God has said in his word to the point of action. If God says that you are the righteousness of God, you need to keep saying it and believing it and believing it to yourself until the day you do it. But if you try to live right, you try to be right by yourself. You try to create, you know, measures and put boundaries and, 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 and you know what, I don't want to sin. So if, if someone comes to offend you, be like, watch yourself, oh, I don't want to sin today. If someone tries to make you have a bad day, you quickly walk away from there because you know you want, you want to be, you want to be moral. Morality means that you have to strive to feel good. And so you are striving to feel good every day. After a while, you get tired. You honestly wear out because you do not have the capacity in your human self to be that. And God knew that was why he sent Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, um, it is called 
when hallelujah now the bible calls it a menstrual garment and i said i was going to give this illustration so i'm a woman <laughs> and every time we, we go through the time of the month and we feel very uncomfortable we feel very stressed out our emotions are everywhere some people are either too happy or too sad <laughs> there's just something wrong you know for these few days where we are going through that time where we don't actually 100% get ourselves some people go through some painful experiences now as a woman imagine all that going through that 24 hours a day because you are trying to make yourself righteous that's pain that's actual pain like going through childbirth every minute because you want to make yourself righteous you will give up and God knew that we were going to give up so God made a plan that at the point where we say then we have Jesus ah, I'm so excited about that God did not leave us orphans he didn't leave us alone he knew, he knows that our human our human nature cannot attain godliness cannot attain his level so he made a way out. Man, that's love, oh. Undiluted express love. Hallelujah. So let's talk about God's righteousness. Second Corinthians 5.21. Can we quickly open our Bibles there? Praise God. I remember when I first got born again. And um, this was one of the core things that they taught us in church. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. One day I just asked my pastor. I don't understand all this that you are talking about. Because the church I was coming from. It is your, your righteousness is as filthy rags. And so we sometimes we spend one hour kneeling down praying for forgiveness. Especially the days that we have to do Holy Communion. The forgiveness prayer is very long. You pray and pray and pray. And then at the end of the day, they ask you if you still feel unworthy. So that you will not go and die. Don't come to this communion table. Because God said that some people have died. Because they were not unworthy. I mean, they were not worthy. So it, didn't, it was strange. It took me a while. But they told me something. They said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I have so many gates into my heart. I have my eye gate. I have my ear gate. I have my mouth gate. So what I began to do was this particular scripture that we're about to read, I did something with it. Let us read it first and then I'll tell you. Can we all read it together? One, two, go. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's read one more time. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So most times when I'm in my room, I'll just be like, for God made Jesus who knew no sin for, for Labisi to become sin, that Labisi might become the righteousness of God in him. And I kept saying that. And I kept saying, so one day I was washing my, I think I was washing the plates in my room. It just dawned on me. That way though. This thing is so simple. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I shouted, ah! I said, it should be. <laughs> because he had been tormenting me and tormenting me and tormenting me. I said, today is the last time you try that nonsense. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, when the devil comes to condemnation, remind him of his future. Say, bros, I don't think you understand. You see, let me tell you, let me paint a picture. 
rapture will happen. I will rise to heaven. I will be in heaven. But you, you will be in fire. It will be paining you. It will be paining you. You will be crying for help and you won't get one. The devil told me one time, he said, everybody's going to hell. That was before I knew I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I said, ah, everybody's going to hell, okay. But the day I knew I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, ha. Ah, it was like you, you were waiting for one arsenal to fight the enemy. You were waiting for one intelligence and you were, and it wasn't working. Then I got it. The next time the devil came and he brought like, you know, a wave of the things I had done in the past. I said, stop. Wait. Let me remind you of something. I did not die for myself. I didn't save myself. You see, this calling was not my own. God called me. So my righteousness is not my own. It is God's righteousness. And I am God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. So the only way you can make me believe this is if you take Jesus out of the way and take God out of the way. You know that is impossible. Hallelujah. I felt so free. Do you imagine waking up and feeling so free and so light? That is what revelation knowledge does to you. It makes you happy. You begin to see things clearly. I began to understand that the things that I have been going through, I didn't need to go through them because that was the way I was thinking. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Amen. God's righteousness is a free gift that is received at new birth. This gift is what gives a child of God the ability to relate to God freely, without fear or any form of complex. It gives you the ability to wake up in the morning and say, God, I love you. And then God will reply you. He will. He's not going to look at you like you're filthy. God loves you. You are his righteousness. When he looks at you, he looks at you with the same look of love that he looks at Jesus. He doesn't equate you lower or higher. We are on the same level. Hallelujah. We are on the same level with Jesus. So some people's spiritual mind cannot take that one right now. But you need to take it. Because righteousness is not growth. It is a nature. You don't grow in righteousness. Amen. We are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. It has nothing to do with morals or activities. It is simply a gift. It makes you instantly a saint and faultless. What a tremendous gift. The works of the law is the same as self-righteousness. And Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 talks about this. To be just means to be righteous. By self-righteousness shall no man be justified. Let us quit trying to be righteous and receive with thanksgiving the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Romans 5 verse 17 talks about the gift of righteousness. Righteousness is a gift, so it is not to be worked for and cannot be attained or obtained by good works. We were made righteous when we became new men in Christ Jesus. We are innocent as babies. Every believer, young or old, spiritual or carnal, has the same standing with God. We have the same righteousness as Jesus. Jesus is no more righteous than us. Neither are we more righteous than him. Someone needs to be happy about that. Hallelujah. So you see, when people try to make you feel that you're not as righteous as they are by the things they do in church and how they act or behave, sometimes you need to look at them with pity. That, hey, yeah, how I wish you knew that we're on the same level. It, it's not by what you say. It's by what I receive. 
it's my, it's my own. God gave it to me. There is, there, there's something God taught me one time, and I need to share this. You cannot give people the opportunity to tell you who you are in Christ. That is making them God for you. You can't do that. People telling you how they think you should be praying or how they think you should be fasting, they might give you advice. But if they try to tell you that this is, this is who they think you are, ah, you need to pause. Because it's, some people do it out of love, but then they create issues. So if you don't know who you are, you will bend to everything you hear. So you need to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. So, and sometimes the devil uses people too. You know, he'll just put aside, and we meditate more than we think we do. Everybody meditates more than they think they do. It's, it's when we say meditate on the word of God that it becomes hard. <laughs> but if your boss at the office tells you that they don't think that your work is good enough and they wonder why you're in that team, and then for the next one week you are meditating on that thing, you begin to think like that and you become that. When you're, maybe you have a, a, an argument with a family member and they tell you that they don't know what you're doing in this family, you are not no useful. You begin to meditate on, ah, what use am I in this family? Is it true? Am I useful? Am I really good? Maybe I shouldn't be here. Eh, maybe I should try harder. You know what you're doing? You are meditating. So when they say meditate on the righteousness of God, Jesus who knew no sin became sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God in him. I talk, I think about it. Ah, I break it down, plain English. Jesus, who is Jesus? The son of God, the Messiah. God has highly exalted us, him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will buy. So he's exalted. He's the son of God. He's the high priest making intercession for me. Then I talk about, hmm, who knew no sin? So when Jesus was born, he was without sin. When he went to the cross, he took my sin. The one that I was not born, but he took my sin, nailed it to the cross. Oh, after that, and so when he rose again, God now decided, it was a decision. God now decided that his righteousness, for everyone that believes in Christ Jesus, he would give that righteousness. So I, Olabisi, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Righteousness is a state and also a nature. It doesn't grow or diminish. The same way we were born male or female, we were born righteous and new birth. That's why I pity all these people that are disoriented, whether they are man, woman. Some people believe that they may be hermaphrodites or something. It's because they're not born again. And the ones that claim they're born again are still act like this. I doubt it. Because if they know who they are in Christ Jesus, there are a lot of questions that will be answered clearly. Amen. The same we're born, either male or female, we're born righteous and new birth. Righteousness is not right doing, but right being. It is who you are. It is a nature, not a conduct. It, however... It's right conduct, which is called holiness. Righteousness is who you are and how you stand. Hallelujah. Mm. So I wrote here, I said you become righteous. Then you act accordingly. Hallelujah. This is one of the things I know, understanding, and have a revelation about righteousness gives to you. It makes you begin to see that sin does not actually have control over you. It makes you to actually know that you can actually go 24 hours and not sin. Not because you are trying not to. 
but because you are not trying not to. You are actually not trying. You are actually just being righteous. Because let me tell you something, when you have the nature of something determines what you do. So God is very smart. He gives you his righteousness. In his righteousness comes ability to be good, kind, loving, patient, temperate, self-controlled. So you are the righteousness of God, you understand. Ah, instead of you to be angry, you just pull back. The righteousness of God will not do this. As the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the nature of God is in me. What will God do? What will Jesus do in this situation? And before you know, your actions begin to change. Your thought pattern begins to change. Hallelujah. And everything begins to be better. Amen. Now, one of the problems facing the church today is the inability to distinguish between righteousness and holiness. Mm. I grew up in the holiness movement. Righteousness is a nature while holiness speaks of conduct. Righteousness speaks of one standing, but holiness is how you walk. Holiness speaks of one's way of life, attitudes, and actions. Holiness springs from righteousness. Can I say something very clearly? All these issues of don't tie your hair, tie your hair. Don't wear trouser, wear trouser. Don't use makeup, use makeup. Don't go to that church, go to this church. Don't serve God this way, serve God that way. Don't pray this way, pray that way. Don't, a lot of ordinances that are creeping up. And you know, Paul was telling us in, 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 in the epistle, he said we should be very, very watchful and careful about ordinances. They don't look like ordinances. They don't look like um, um, religious structure or, or, or ways, but they are. Because it makes people begin to feel like they're not good enough if, if they don't be or look in a certain set of way. But he said the righteousness of God will make you be decent and in order. Yes. Because you see, the righteousness of God is given to you at new birth. So that means that the relationship you have with the Holy Spirit establishes that righteous nature and makes you think more clearly. Makes you think sharply. Makes you think with, with, with honor and respect for yourself. Not how we people see me. It doesn't matter how people see you. When I was going to come to church, me, I asked God what were we are. I don't know about you. My relationship with the Holy Spirit is very cool. I want to wear this. I want to wear that. So this morning, I was still, maybe I should be very, you know, English. I'll come to church. The Holy Spirit said, don't wound yourself. <laughs> I've told you what to wear. I said, okay. So I called my best friend. Richard, hey. The Holy Spirit said, are you, are you not going to get dressed for church? That one is what you should wear. I said, okay. I wore it. I walked into church. Oh, you look good. Oh, you look good. I just said, <clears throat> what did I tell you? I said, I'm sorry, sir. It's very funny, right? But that's a relationship you need to have with the Lord. Look, he's not in the courthouse. He's in the family house. He's a father now. He's no longer a judge. You don't go to your, your dad and say, um, excuse me, sir, can I approach the bench? You don't. You just walk into his office, um, room and be like, Daddy, can I take that? Before he says, thank you, Daddy, drop it. No, Daddy, I'll bring it back later. Why? Because you're a child. I mean, do you understand? A lot of you that have children, your children walk to you, take what you are eating and walk away. Sometimes that thing is paining you. But love will not allow you to take it back. <laughs> what am I saying? God is no longer in the courthouse. God is in the family room. God is in the parlor, he's in the bedroom, he's waiting for you to come and hug him and be with him and talk to him. Talk. Talk to him. 
Because let me tell you something. There are some things you will not learn by experience. You will learn by revelation knowledge. You just begin to know. How do you know? You stay in God. Ah, I, just, I just know these things. How do you know? Hey, that's, what the, that's what fellowship and relationship means. Amen. Praise God. Alright, so righteousness is the ability to stand in God's presence without any sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority complex. Hallelujah. You must not confuse righteousness by faith with self-righteousness. We've read that in Isaiah 64. Righteousness is imparted at new birth. Righteousness does not grow. You already have Jesus' level of righteousness. Now, holiness is an outward flow of the character of God. Holiness is an outward flow of who? The character of God. Holiness is not righteousness. Holiness is right living. Why righteousness is right standing. Holiness is right living. Unlike righteousness, you grow in holiness. And let me say, let me just dwell here just a little bit. Holiness is right living. I remember the, I remember I had taught KTI before and I, taught, I spoke about the fact that I used to have a very strong anger problem and I couldn't withhold my anger. So when somebody, so I was so good that before they come to me, I already have their stacks. So they are giving me one, I'm replying with 20. So nobody, you know, it was like a, an insult match. And sometimes you get into like physical fights, I didn't care. But when I got born again, I began to understand that as, a, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the nature that I have has some fruits that needs to come out. So one of, the, one of the fruits of my nature is patience. So I began to confess, 1 Corinthians 13, I am patient, I am kind. And I, this is how I started, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have the nature of God in me. I reason the way God reasons. I think the way he thinks. I do what he does. I don't do what God will not do. And so my lifestyle began to change. I, began, I became nicer, friendlier, more human. You know? <laughs> People could actually approach me. And that is what, right? That is, that is, for me, that is holiness. Because holiness means I'm beginning to live right. I am self-controlled. I don't have to watch that movie. I don't have to eat that food. I don't have to go to that party. I don't have to be friends with that person. I am right living. There's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end is destruction. I ask questions. I, I ask about my conduct. Because I, I, I aim to please God. Why? Because I love him. I'm his righteousness. So it is natural for me to want to be like the person I am like. Amen. Righteousness, holiness is separating yourself from worldliness. Yes, the clubs that don't glorify God, the gist that don't glorify God. I remember one time my campus pastor walked into our room and we were just talking God knows what. And he just stopped. He said, so that thing you are saying, how is it getting anyone saved? How is it edifying you in Christ right now? How is it glorifying the name of Jesus? So, gossiping is not right living. And ultimately, I just, after a while, I just discovered that I lost taste for things like that. That's why we say in King's Word that I am King's Word. I have no taste for mere religion without change. 
you lose taste for worldliness when you stay in the word and when you stay in the Lord. Hallelujah. Holiness is one of the fruits of righteousness. Renewing your mind for right thinking is needed or needful to achieve holiness. Yes, renewing your mind through the word of God. Holiness is produced when the flesh is subjected and holiness brings God on the scene. So let's quickly talk about the misconceptions of righteousness. Misconception number one, there is no righteous person. Yes. We were taught like that. I, well, I, like I said, I grew up in a holy, holiness movement. So our core scripture was Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he always forgot to teach us to read 24. But there's a 24. And you see, in that 24, my justification was spelled out. It's okay. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. It's a fact. But you see, there's a verse 24. Can we go to verse 24? Hallelujah. John chapter 3 and Romans chapter 3 verse 24. So I read from verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24. Being what? Justified freely. I am justified what? Freely. I can't pay for my justification. It is a free gift. Accept it. Receive it. It is yours. You will not live a good, great Christian life if you don't receive. It is receiving. That is all we can do. We can only receive by faith. You receive by faith. You receive until your mind comes into alignment with what you are receiving. You receive by faith. There is a verse 24. We are not left unrighteous we are not left damned jesus came hallelujah and being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus hey hallelujah I feel like shouting right now okay i've shouted <laughs> hallelujah i am justified freely i understand all have sinned mugba but 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 means that there is a change in what has been said before. But I am justified freely. So, misconception number one, there is no righteous person. That is far, far, far. Wow. Hallelujah. Misconception number two, our sins are covered. Um, if I cover this here, illustration, after a while, I take it off. It is uncovered. Right? That is what the blood of bulls and goats did to the Israelites. It didn't take it away. It covered it. But you see, through the blood of Jesus, it's no longer there. It is no longer there. Ha! It is, look, the sin does not exist. Praise God. The sin does not what? Hallelujah. Misconception number three, God will not forgive deliberate and willful sins. Mm. 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 You know that's not true. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, this is talking to believers, oh, not, um, not people that are not born again. Abby? 
So if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if God tells me not to go to, not to take that job, and I take it, and then I get into trouble, was that a willful sin or not? I'm sure everyone is thinking that it's only about sex that is willful sin. What if God told you not to take that business deal and you do? It actually works. You make money, but then seed time and harvest, there's something waiting for you in the future that God didn't want you to have. And God makes you understand that what I told you to do something and you didn't do it. And if you confess your sin right there and then, he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. You are back in state. It does not mean that you should not go out and do whatever you like. Actually, it means that you can actually live a life that is completely connected to God that you do not miss it. That is the point God is trying to make. You can actually live a great life that you do not miss it. And we grow in these things. Hallelujah. All right, so let me jump to um, misconception number six. The devil is powerful and omnipresent. How? 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 The Bible says that the eye of the Lord, not the fingertip, the eye alone runs through and through the earth, looking for who he may devour. The devil cannot do that. He doesn't have that kind of capacity. Even I know. Because when he was talking about Job, he focused on Job alone. He didn't have time for anyone else. The devil is not everywhere. Don't be... And I know some people have been trained that Eshulagbara konigbala. <laughs> but I hope you know that in Christ Jesus, he doesn't have power over you. He does not have any, any form of influence over you. Let me say it again. In Christ Jesus, the devil does not have power over you. He does not have any kind of influence over you. Amen. Praise God. All right, so we've really been talking about the facts of righteousness. Every um, believer is righteous, and we all, we all have the same right standing with God. It is the responsibility of the believer to present his body as a vessel unto honor, walk in holiness. Amen. Because I'm the righteousness of God. You know, there are some people's children that cannot do whatever they want to do because of the nature and the status of their father. So it is the same thing with you as a believer. There are some things that should not be found in your courts. The Bible says that blessing the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of sinners, nor just with the scornful. Be careful the association you move with. Be careful the things you expose yourself to. You don't have to be everywhere. Amen. It is the responsibility of the believer to present his body. We have a new nature of righteousness and we have to regulate our conduct with that nature. Righteousness is a gift. It is not an attainment. It is a nature. It is not a conduct. It does not grow. Since you are God's righteousness, growing in righteousness will mean that you want to be above God. The effects and the fruits of righteousness. It is established that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but there is need to bear fruits. Hallelujah. Now, Philippians 1 verse 19 talks about that. Now, Paul told the Philippians that they need to be filled with the fruits of righteousness. These fruits are meant to be displayed every day. 
this brings glory to God. All the fruits of the Spirit come under the fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. Now, um, however, fruits of righteousness also involve releasing the force of righteousness to produce results in the life of others in taking authority over the works of Satan. That is why the Bible says that bear up each other's burdens. Amen. You can actually stand in the place of your righteousness and stop the devil from manipulating anyone that you love or anyone that you have heard about. That's why the Bible says that where two or three shall agree concerning anything, it shall be done. Amen. Praise God. Now, righteousness brings dominion. We are kings on earth right now, not later. Tell your neighbor, I'm a king on earth right now, not later. We have authority over Satan and all his cohorts. We rule over sin, sickness, disease, demons, and death. So sometime last week, I was driving, and I went for a deal, and I didn't get it. So I was coming back, and I was feeling so bad. And the devil just keyed into that. You know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you should just go back and do something else. Blah blah blah. I just I said, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What's that? Allah, will you snap out of this nonsense? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have. I just started confessing who I am. I have the mind of Christ. Jesus has been made unto me wisdom and revelation and knowledge and sanctification and holiness. I am who God says I am. Devil, get out. Don't have a place here. And. You understand that you continuously have to fight this battle. It is a battlefield of the mind where the devil tries to attack the things you believe by the things you are going through. You just have to always use the word of God as your weapon. Amen. Praise God. Now righteousness imparts boldness. Boldness towards God in prayer. Boldness towards the devil like I just demonstrated. Boldness towards men without any sense of inferiority and able to do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's quickly talk about the doers of righteousness. Now, righteousness is not just a standing with God, but a standing that is superior to the devil and all his works. By virtue of the new nature, the new creation has been raised together with Christ into heavenly places. Because of this, the believer is automatically far above the devil. Hallelujah. Please, um, um, the, Satan is under the believer's feet. And this, this has to be revelation knowledge. You have to keep saying this to yourself that the devil is under my feet. Why? I am the righteousness of God. I am seated with Christ. I am above him. He may try everything, do facade, do all the bobo. It does not matter. I am above. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We enforce and maintain what Jesus wrought for us. Laying hands on the sick. Casting out devils are examples of doing righteousness. Do not be afraid to lay hands on people. You will not know if you don't do. So do it. Honestly. We went for a minister's conference yesterday and they were teaching us about that. And they just brought out the people that had never laid hands on the sick before and they brought out the people that needed healing and the people that had not laid hands before laid hands on the people that were sick and all of them got their healing that's it faith in jesus produces results every time it doesn't matter if you are at work in the bus in your house in the market if you lay hands on the sick in the name of jesus results will happen hallelujah there are two principal ways of using the name of jesus oh sorry 
sorry. Okay, so now we want to talk about the name of Jesus. Now, this is a tool of doing righteousness. Philippians 2 verse 9 says, everything that has a name bows to that name and is obedient to it. Being born into the family of God means obtaining the power of atoning to use the name. Jesus obtained that name by inheritance, by conquest, and by conferment. And he received it by inheritance as a son. He received it by conquest, he went to the cross. He received it by conferment, he died and he rose again. Hallelujah. And so there are two principal ways of using the name of Jesus in prayer to the Father and in demanding from the devil. Let us begin to reign in life using the wonderful name of Jesus for the earnest ex expectation of creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. So now I want to talk about Zoe, the God kind of life. John 10, 10. John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is that is the main purpose for which Jesus came into the world. He came to give you eternal, abundant life. Hallelujah. Every other thing man needs is derived from this life. Everything you need is derived from the life of God. So if you're here and you're not born again, if you're here and you're thinking that maybe this is not for you, let me tell you something. Number one, God loves you expressly and Jesus died because of you and I. And he needs you to have and experience this kind of life. He needs you to experience the joy and the satisfaction of knowing that God cares about you. And that God is, is all for you. And that Jesus loves you. Amen. So if you're, if you're here and you're not born again, this is a great opportunity for you to give your life to Christ. Amen. It is obvious that Jesus came to give us what was in the Father and himself in this life. Now, there are four Greek words translated in the New Testament um, for life. And one of them is zoe, which means the divine life, eternal life, or God kind of life. Now, the others refer to a natural life or behavior. And a lot of people have majored on behavior rather than eternal life, which determines in a very large way the manner of life. Amen. So no matter the amount of life behavior you have, if you don't have eternal life, it won't amount to anything. No matter the amount of morality you will display. No, 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 no matter the amount of human godliness you, ex, you, you, know, you, you exude, if you do not have the life of God, it's not going to pay you. Having the life of God is the ultimate. Amen. Now, eternal life or Zoe life is not living forever. The devil will live forever, but he does not have Zoe. And it's true. But it refers to the nature of God. What makes God God his very essence? Romans 5.23 makes it clear that you received eternal life into your spirit when you got born again. This is what caused the new birth. It is the most miraculous incident in life. God implanted his very nature in you, substance and being into your human spirit. Now the effects of Zoe are very good. Number one, Zoe produces certain changes in man after it is received. You can see the effect of that life almost at once in a person's habits. And that is true. There are some, when you give your life to Jesus, there are some naked, you just wake up and people ask you what's wrong with you. 
you don't act the way you do. Some people get up, they get born again, and they lose every habit for smoking or drinking. And their friends expect them to hit the clubs or the beer spots, and they don't. And they're like, you've changed. I'm like, yes, I have Jesus now. I am born again. That's what happens. Your life changes. Some are instant, some are gradual, but there is change. And that's a beautiful thing about being in Christ Jesus. You will always change. Hallelujah. It changes speech, conduct, correct habits, forms new ones. It causes development, light in the spiritual and body of a man. Zoe increases one's mentality and intelligence when it is rightly applied. I always say this. You see, your salvation package comes with a consistent upgrade of a common sense. Quote me. I said it. Your salvation package, Joe, comes with a consistent upgrade of your common sense. The way you think will just become better. After a while, people want to listen to what you have to say, but in your mind, you are still thinking that you are the same person. But honestly, you've changed. After a while, even you will realize that the things you are saying are different from what you used to say before. And now people want to listen to you. Why would they not want to listen to you? Because the Zoe kind of life has changed your speech. That's why the Bible says in the book of Colossians 4 verse 6, that let your speech be full of grace, seasoned with salt. That's what having the life of God does. It changes your speech. It becomes seasoned with salt. Omadu. And people like something that is sweet. So they always come for something that is sweet. And the, and the greatest part of God is the more they take from you, the more you have. You become an a, a, a river flowing. River flowing with the goodness of God to people. Stop thinking about yourself. God wasn't thinking about himself when he sent Jesus. He was thinking about you. So if you are born again and you are sure, then your thinking has to be about people. You cannot be thinking about my house, my land, my... Uh, no. Ah, What about the will of God on earth? What about the plan of God on earth? What about his counsel for your life? He has a plan for you. Everyone has a destiny and a purpose. What about you finding yourself in the center of God's will for your life at every time? Amen. Craig Franklin said something, and I totally get it. He said he wants to be the kind of person that God looks down from earth and says that that's my boy. He's making me proud. I want to be the kind of person that God would say, Jesus, 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 look at what this is doing. Can't you see? I'm very happy with her right now. That would make me so happy. Ha! So me being better, striving, you know, staying in God's presence, not, not allowing a lot of things to get into my life is because of someone else. I want somebody else. I don't know where that person is. Maybe watching my live stream. Maybe you, I, I don't know who that person is, but I want someone to look at me and be like, I see Jesus in this woman. That's my ultimate goal. I see Jesus in you. The way you talk, the way you dress, the way you handle situations. I see Jesus in you. Amen. Walking in the light of life. Enjoying the fullness and reality of Zoe is not automatic. Just like you can have something in the natural and not know how to use it. It is also possible in spiritual things. Zoe is your possession. But if you don't know how to use it, it will do you no good. So let Zoe dominate you manifesting in your mind and body by walking in the light of life. You walk in the light of Zoe by acting on the word of God, confessing it regularly, meditating on it, and practicing it, practicing it in all areas of life. 
When we say, say this after me, in the name of Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I, I give and it is given to me. It's not because we are trying to fill time or maybe it's a church thing that we have to say. Like I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what you say continually goes back into your spirit. What you say continually goes back into your heart. So if you keep saying God's word, you keep saying it. You don't stop saying it. You meditate on it. One day, one day, it will just dawn on you like your name is your name that this is who you are. Trust me. Hallelujah. As you walk in Zoe, the light of, uh, as you walk in the light of Zoe, health, prosperity, success, and long life becomes yours in practical reality. Hallelujah. Someone learned something this morning? Can you rise up to your feet and let us take this confession? Hallelujah. Say with me, say, I am a new creation without any past, but with a glorious and promising future. I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I have put off concerning the former manner of life, the old man that is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And I have put on the new man who is after God and who is created in righteousness and true holiness. I have received eternal life. What makes God God? God is what makes me me. Say it again. Say what makes God God? Is what makes me me. Say one more time. What makes God God? Is what makes me me. I have the nature of God and it is enhancing my personality, mentality, and intelligence. It flows in my body. It flows in my body so I am healthy and cannot die young. Say with me, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have what I say. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have what I say. And I say these things by faith in the name of Jesus. And it is so in the name of Jesus. Somebody give Jesus a shout of hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.